and welcome to the Sparkle Pod, Move It Mama's very own podcast. A community connected through exercise, but so much more. The Sparkle Pod aims to sprinkle a little bit of everything, from sparkle and sunshine to our daily grind and rigmaroles. We hope you enjoy. Hey guys, stoked to be back bringing you episode number two of the year. We've had so many downloads on our potty from last week, so it's fair to say we think you missed us. Last week was the first Ask Lease talk show over on the Move It Mama Facebook page, where Jess and I addressed a few questions that I'd been sent. Since then, I've been asked some more, and one in particular we think needs a potty around it. It's a big topic, and it's probably one that a lot of you will relate to. So we figure it's worth a bit of a breakdown, and we can dig a little deeper and explore it together. Remember, different strokes for different folks, no judgment, and just more understanding that we all work differently, but ultimately, we mostly have the common goal of wanting to be happy. Hello, my sister Jessica Ruth. Always a pleasure sharing a podcast chat with you. Oh, that's nice. Struth. (laughs) I just heard Ruth at the start, and then that was nice. Um, Hi, how are you? Hi. Um, I'm good. I'm I'm good. I've just saw you about ten minutes ago, and <laughs> since then it's been quite a treat because we we uploaded a reel, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. This by the time this podcast goes out, it will be Wednesday night. It's now Monday. Um, yeah, I reckon. You know, I suppose other businesses would like record their podcasts and they'd come out like weeks later or something, but ours just don't. Ours are always down to the wire. Um, <laughs> But I feel like people should know that that reel is to the Timmy Trumpet <laughs> Freaks song and our hips are moving. And the original iteration of this reel was to a different song, Alex. Mm. Yes, it was. And I, I, it was a real sad time when we realised my Instagram didn't have the song on the reel. So we had to create something different. But I think we kind of hit, hit it on the head. Mm. But just for anyone that might like to know, the other song went just like, I see your camel toe, your Gucci, your beaver, and all these <laughs> names for the vagina. And it was in, a, in you know, in lieu of Valentine's Day. Not in lieu of, that's the wrong phrase. Oh, damn. Or a better phrase. But anyway. That was funny. Who's who's going to be seeing your camel toe? Do you see? Um, oh, you know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we won't go down there. <laughs> hey, um, well, I was I was laughing as well when I was connecting to this podcast because, you know, the question that we're going to discuss, um, I haven't got any science and research. I haven't like thought about it really ab- about what I'm. I'm not worrying about what we're going to, how we're going to discuss this, because I think in the way that we are with Move It Mama and the way that we do things down to the wire and we do things very real and raw, you know, real and raw, (laughs) um, it's quite, this is just what we do and we discuss it. And sometimes that actually is quite scary because you're quite vulnerable because you just speak from the heart and that sometimes can open up a can of worms and then it can make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. So just, um, I, but I do think that because we do it like that, I think it's really honest and it's a refreshing take on chat. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, by opening up a can of worms, I think just it's important to point out that like what we're going to talk about isn't the right thing. It's not the the, the only opinion. It's not the only approach or solution or thought process or judgment or whatever. It's like there's no right or wrong in what we're talking about. It's just how we feel about that question and um, take it with a grain of salt, eh? whatever we go on to say. What's the question? Okay. Um, the question is this. Hey, Lise, it was great watching your first episode of Ask Lise. I love the concept as I think when one person asks a question, there's another 60 of us thinking the same thing and you give great advice, so it's a great way to share information. So here's my question. Do you regularly weigh yourself? I do once a week, same day, first thing in the morning, which I don't think is unreasonable, but the answer on the scale really affects my mood. When it's lower or okay, I'm okay. But if it's slightly high, then it really impacts me negatively and can sometimes send me into a tailspin. Obviously, I could just not do it, but I do it to keep myself accountable rather than stick my head in the sand and just pretend I'm okay. I exercise regularly and eat okay, but as I'm getting older, I'm finding it harder to keep the weight off. Your thoughts? Thanks. So... When I got this question, I thought it was a really good one because I think that a lot of people would probably want to discuss this kind of thing. And I I think a lot of people would wonder that themselves. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And a lot of people will be in the same boat. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So I think that like, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer this question. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to unpick it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you can answer it too, Jess. Okay. So do you regularly weigh yourself? No, I don't. I don't own any scales. Jess, do you weigh yourself? I don't own any scales. No, I don't. Okay. Jess, did you used to own scales? (laughs) Um, I don't think I've ever actually owned them, but I used to go to the gym and religiously weigh myself. Yep. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I did have scales. um, So this is another thing is I'm going to be really honest with what I'm saying here, which Mm. is sometimes uncomfortable. So I did get scales after I had my fourth child because I wanted to get back to a weight where I knew that I felt good when I was after I'd had the third child. So I had this figure in my head that I wanted to use the scales as like a, um, obviously, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but I wanted to get around. I didn't care about getting down to this. I didn't care so much of like getting it totally onto that number, but I wanted the ballpark. I wanted it because I had put on 23 kgs. I kind of wanted to know where I was sitting and how I was feeling. And I kind of aligned it to how I was feeling. Like, say if I, I remember getting down to like, I felt really good about myself and I got to this number that wasn't actually as little of a number that it used to be, but Mm -hmm. I felt really strong and good. So then I just kind of, that was it. I got rid of the scales. I didn't actually get rid of them. They died and I have never replaced the battery. And that's like four and a half years ago, I reckon, Mm -hmm. Mm because Taina is five over just over five, you know? Yeah. So I think I had them for the first year after having the babies Mm -hmm. and then I got rid of them, but I didn't really do that. I hadn't really done that much before, but I think I had never really um, learned about how I felt with mm. my body, and if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the scales are one measure. They're one way to measure your weight, um, and there are plenty of 
other ways. One is to go by how you feel, how your clothes are feeling, um, looking in the mirror. You know, there are obviously more scientific ways with calipers and, you know, those body fat measurements and stuff like that. Um, so something obviously switched in you, though, for you to ditch them. Do you know, I remember after the third child, I was going to the gym early in the morning and there was scales at the top of the stairs as you walk into the gym, like what you were saying, that when you weighed mm. yourself and I would weigh myself, right? Mm. And just because that's what everyone, I just remember seeing everyone do it and I was like, oh, I should go do that too. Okay, I'll do that because everyone else is doing that. Mm. And I remember some days would just be so much, like one day would be so much more than I was the day before. And yeah. I think that's made, that, that that is what made me go, well, this can't be right. Like this is ridiculous. This is not an accurate, um, no, this is not accurate measure of how I'm feeling right now because I actually feel bloody damn good because yesterday I felt good too. Yeah, and so did that mess with your mind or did you learn to become sort of a bit more, did you become a bit more logical or rational about that and go, Oh, well, that's fine because I feel great today. Yeah. I'm just trying to think like it might've messed from my, with my mind for like a couple of minutes, hmm. but then I would like, I've got quite a, I suppose I must have quite a positive uh body image like I, I've always quite liked my body really I like that I'm athletic and I always just would put it down to oh I must be musclier today <laughs> yeah yeah I think I do you know what I mean yeah definitely um I think though it's such a big it's such a big issue like it's it can be a deep-seated issue or problem for people that has just gone on for so many years so trying to sort of change your thinking or thoughts on it is really a challenge do you know what I mean so like I remember growing up and through high school I remember being on the heavier side scales wise compared to lots of my friends lots of my friends and now looking back obviously I the my friends are just shorter smaller smaller framed less athletic friends people women girls mm. and mm that already from that era and from that many years ago 20 how many 20 years 20 years ago what is it yeah that's so crazy yeah. yeah 20 years ago um that makes so much sense like there's no issue but like that's how long it's gone on right so back mm. then I remember feeling like I was a bit heavier yeah but did you want to yeah, so you were comparing against other people. So I kind of never did that because I knew that I was head an athletic. Uh, you know how they say muscle weighs more mm -hmm. than fat. Mm -hmm. I and I'm quite, but yeah, it's such a weird thing, eh? Because you might meet someone that's like the same height as you, and they might be like five kg. Like I don't even know really what I weigh. I know that I probably weigh around about where. Oh, it's real hard. Like so, I'm one hundred. Like I'm one meter sixty-five. Is that so right? Mm -hmm. And I weigh around, I think, 67 kgs, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think, but I have not literally weighed myself in so long. But I think that, I think I've gone on for a tangent here. But what I just want to say is uh, we like to do things that make us feel good. And I think when I was weighing myself back in the day at that gym and it would fluctuate and be, you know, give me a, a number that I wasn't happy with it didn't make me feel good so then I stopped doing it and it's a bit like if you have heat you know every 
night you eat heaps of junk, it doesn't make you feel good, so you try and stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it is really difficult to, like it's, it's clearly a habit for this person to do this. And what is challenging is she recognises that it goes one way or the other. And she recognizes mm-hmm. that if the scale says what works in her favor, then she's happy. And if it doesn't, then her mood changes for the worse. Um, mm. So, but but it's her tool for keeping, for want of a better phrase, in check, um, herself in check. I feel like there are like a few things that I would point out there. Like it's a behavior or a habit that isn't, is it helpful or harmful for the most part? it's probably harmful by the sounds of things. It's probably not. Mm. Therefore, Mm. is there an alternate means of keeping herself in check in inverted commas? Like, I just don't love that. Are you still there? I can't see you anymore. Yeah, I am. It's just my, um, my, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Yeah. It's my internet usage says it's done. It's so weird. It keeps going off my Wi-Fi. So I'm just checking that I'm on Wi-Fi. So. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, okay, sweet. I've, I've forgotten where I was going, but then the I haven't. Th- You're talking about harmful and helpful. Yeah. And, and um, that, that habit is it harming her or helping her? And therefore, if it's not, is there another way that if she wants to kind of yeah keep herself in check and have a measure, is there another thing to go by? And could she do different things that will probably have a better impact on her mental health? Um, yeah. And also. Oh, the other point was it's something that she's doing and recognizing that, well, I assume, despite what the scale says, um, she probably knows that so many factors influence what the scale says, not just yeah. our fat content, our body fat composition. Like there are so many things, you know, toilet, urine, urine, you know, whether we've peed, pooed, eaten lots of salt, holding on to lots of water, time of the month, hormones, lots of different things, whether we've exercised, blah, blah, blah. There are so many factors influencing what the scale says. Do we have to take that measure? Do we have to use and rely on that measure when it is so variable? Yeah. yeah. And I think um, you're right. Like I was talking to you today, Jess, about how I feel like I'm going to say it. I feel fat. Mm. And I don't like talking about that to the public because I've built this business on feeling good on and doing things like exercising to feel good. Yeah. And I'm still backing that I exercise to feel good. But at the moment I'm feeling fat. But I know because I know my body so well and I'm logical with my body and I'm logical with my lifestyle and I'm logical and I know not that I'm not that you're not logical, but I'm just I've taught myself that I kind of know why I'm feeling like this, but I also know that this time next week, I probably won't be feeling like that. So I'm seven days or seven days or so out from getting my period. My boobs are sore. I am uh, the week leading up to my period. I don't feel my best. So in saying that, there's no way I would ever go on some scales right now, you know, because I just know that it won't make me feel good because I know I'm not feeling my best, but in 10 days time, 
you know, I'll, I'll be back to feeling great again. And, and that's the journey. That's like the hormonal journey that us mm-hmm. women have to like <clears throat> deal with. Yeah. I was keen for you to say this though, because I know Move It Mama is built on how you feel and exercising for how you feel. And we're firm advocates for that. But uh, like for you to, for people to realize that like you're not superhuman and have these, you still have these days where you feel a bit shittier about things. Um, but what you're good at is recognizing why you're feeling that way and also knowing that it will probably pass and you know you have strategies to help you feel better like you'll drink a little mm-hmm. bit more water and you'll um, mm-hmm. maybe just make a little bit better food choices like more consistently totally. or something. and then you know you'll kind of come out the other side of it um, what was I going to say uh, shoot I had a re- oh I just wanted to say as well we speak of a, like I feel like we People might hear this and be like, oh, fuck, it's all good for you guys to talk about weight. You got, you weigh 67 kilos least. What are you talking about? How can you even talk like this? Um, we speak of a place of kind of, you know, genetically um, athletic figured people who, you know, can, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but we're speaking from a place of like semi-privilege, right? Just wanted to point oh, out. Okay, let's just say also though, but we all have our issues. Like I said to you today, and I quote, I want to be really skinny like Kayla. I don't even know spell, spell her name. Kayla, it's Denise or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I want to have really skinny legs and wear nice cool socks and shoes and a big oversized jacket and look like her. Like, <laughs> and, but then there'll be someone like, will be going, I want to look like me. And I, yeah. you know, we're always in our own little heads of like, well, not always, but sometimes, some days in the month, we things can fuel us and make us feel shit and I think it's really important to if it's happening all the time then you need to go and speak to somebody professional I think but if Mm -hmm. you know what you can do to um come around and make yourself feel more at peace with things the next day or as you said Jess like I know what I need to do like I've been um, eating a lot of home baking every day and like and drinking wine and so I'm having a little bit of a sugar kind of thing and I'm getting my period and that's fine but I know that today I'm not going to have any sugar like I'm not what have I had mm. today? I've had my um, peanut butter toast. I've had two coffees. I've had my leftover soup. And I'm going to have, oh, I've had four corn thins with tartar masalata because I like yeah. love it. Yeah. And then I'm going to have a smoothie before school pick up with one whole frozen banana, some spinach and some milk. And then I'm going to have dinner, which is like roast pork. Okay, so I'm not going to have room to have cookies and I'm not going to have wine tonight. And I know that I'm not going to do that tomorrow as well, because, you know, coming into my period, I want to try and feel my best, the best mm. I can. And so mm. I just tweak a few things mm. because I know I, I'm in control to be able to do that. Mm. And you start, yeah. So you've got things that kind of help you rationalize um, with yourself eh? and know that it's a mental thing more than anything. And, you know, but physically, actually, we might put on weight around our period and stuff. And therefore, you know, and I remember when in the thick of obsessing, obsessively weighing myself and eat my obsessive food and exercise habits a few years ago now, I remember someone said to me, like, Jess, would you be, oh, my best friend was like, seriously, would you be, ha- do you think you're going to be immediately happy as soon as you see that number on the scales? And I was like, yes, 100%. I know for sure I'll be yeah, happy. But, and yeah. then that number came and I was so, so not happy. I was quite fucked up because 
you go to so such drastic measures to get to that number to maintain that number that you ba- I basically didn't have didn't have a very good quality of life you know mentally I was like not yeah. good um and then and Jess and then if you get to that number did you want to go like oh well, if I'm if I'm say I got to 61 could I get to 59 and then I might be real happy could it go yeah. like that yeah definitely and you just yeah you're just not because the core issue is that you're not happy with who you are in the mirror and you Mm. know I remember throwing trying to get dressed in the morning to go to work and just throwing my clothes at the mirror throwing my shoes and like disgust at what I looked like like I remember always saying I don't suit shoes because I always they always made me feel super fat like I couldn't just wear shoes I'd so often wore jandals this is in Sydney it's so weird eh, to think anyway um no but I, I know what you mean because I feel like I look slimmer in my like slides and my like jandals mm. and stuff the minute I put on my converse I feel like I you know I love them but I I, I wonder if I look like a chode mm. yeah um what I would say though some days this, yeah some days it's fine but some mm. days it's not some days I'm not feeling good you know yeah, and this is what I wanted to say though, because and this is how and this is why we're such big advocates for like I'd probably say I'm an advocate for not weighing yourself because I think for more more in more cases than not, I don't really know anyone who has a really positive relationship to weighing themselves. Probably. I don't know anyone off the top of my head. Um, hey. Yeah. We know someone who does a big poo and then they weigh themselves, eh? <laughs> yeah, only if the poo is massive then this person goes and weighs themselves. Um, And yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, like do a big poo, go for a big wee, eat lots of salty food. Like you're going to be impacted all stages. And I I was getting to this point and someone in Sydney said to me, Jess, your body is meant to be, it's meant to be a certain way. So here I was striving for like a skinny figure with not I didn't want my calf muscles I didn't want my quads I didn't want my shoulders to be so broad and I was thrashing myself to try and get rid of that like that's not the body that I'm in so just embrace the body that you're in to some extent and he said to me your body's kind of meant to hover around a certain way and a couple of kilos either side is such a normal fluctuation throughout the course of a week a day a month or a couple of days whatever um but my point that I've been trying to get to is why we're big advocates for exercising to how we feel and also eating based on how we feel is because you can freaking look in the mirror and look at yourself and go, oh, yuck, gross. I feel gross. I can't look. Go do a workout, drink a bottle of water, come back to the mirror and suddenly you're happy with what you see. Nothing's changed in your body composition. Your weight has not changed, but your mind has changed. And the exercise and the food or the water has helped you to change. I'm sure mm. that I'm not the only one that feels that. Mm. Do you know, it's really interesting because I honestly think as I've learned more about my um, cycle and my hormones, because I, I don't know why, but I suddenly at this grand old age, like I now really know what's going on with my body. Like, mm. and a week before my period, I kid you not, if I, my stomach is not as like, mm this is such a dumb I mean I feel dumb saying this but my stomach is not as flat or doesn't look as strong Mm -hmm. as it does after I finish my period right but I almost I I sort of thought that was bull I sort of thought like I thought PMS was bullshit 10 years ago I kind of thought whatever 
But I swear, and the more reading I'm doing, I'm reading Raw by Dr. Stacey Sims at the moment. The more reading I'm doing, that is really, really normal. Mm -hmm. And so you need to remember that your body as a woman, I'm not sure, like men, obviously a bit different, but women, if you weigh yourself after your period, you might actually weigh where you want to be. But then if you weigh, you might not though, but there might be another factor. And I think, so I think the key here is to, look at an over look at your overall picture of your health and your wellness and your head and do you gen, gen, generally feel good about yourself and if that's a yes then I encourage you to throw the scales away mm-hmm. yeah but um, does that mean if you're not feeling good you need the scales like how do you try and encourage people to throw the scales away yeah, I know. And that's what's really difficult. And, and I, we don't want to like t- discredit anyone with weight loss goals. Like, yeah. of course, we, you know, while we don't talk about that that much, um, because we re- we just are firm believers that we can foster a better relationship with ourselves and exercise through focusing on other stuff, it doesn't diminish the fact that people are out there with a weight loss goal. Um, and therefore, they'll want to get on a scale um I well, and we've talked I, yeah you go can I interrupt you mm. sorry have you got a point you want to get at right now well I know yeah but you might forget yours and I'll forget mine so you just go yeah I know <laughs> no go 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 um I feel like if oh. you can think of some what well, okay you've got this weight loss goal but if you can think of another bigger or not necessarily bigger, but like another purpose, another why, um, a performance-related measure or two that can be a focus point of your exercise and nutrition habits. And then the weight loss becomes a byproduct of the focuses on those other focuses. This is what I think is a good idea for people. Yeah. Can you just say that a bit more simple, Guy? So I'm a firm believer that you can shift your focus away from strictly weight loss. Like I'm doing movement mama workouts because I want to lose five kilos. Is that more effective? Is that, are you going to be more effective in that goal by instead saying, I am doing movement mama because I want to be able to feel fit and strong when and capable of chasing my children. I also really want to feel confident when I'm with my partner. Um, mm-hmm. I also want to feel confident at work. I don't feel that confident at work. Um, yeah. I also really want to be able to do a high intensity workout and not have to stop halfway. Or I really want mm-hmm. to be able to, to to do 10 full push-ups in a row. So goals like mm-hmm. that, that, are, that feel a bit more deep-seated and you can celebrate little small wins along the way in relation to those goals and as a byproduct product of that some weight falls off on the scales yeah okay I just want to say um so when I wanted yeah it's quite a um it's quite a tricky subject day like because you we don't know the answers and we we're just like you guys and we have our own battles too you know just because we have this business called movement mama doesn't mean that we are these superhumans that don't have issues you know it's just that's not the case so so this discussion is is really beneficial for everybody we're hoping but my thing was I did have scales I went and bought scales I remember going to buy them after I had Tay and I wanted to get down to like 
under 70 because I knew that that's where I kind of generally lied. So when I did that, I knew, I, I, I think I didn't even, like I don't think I got to that and went, I'm happy now. I think I was starting to feel really strong and great anyway. So that was it. You know, I just wanted to mm. tap into how I was feeling. And and that was a really, um, that I, I think with when, when I, I think for me, when I started, when I had all these little kids and I started exercising from home for, a sense of control and a sense of something for me because I was so bogged down with so many of the little babies around me I think well you know life with kids young kids I think that that's when the penny dropped for me of like you exercise to feel good and the rest is a byproduct and so I that became a really amazing um thing to have learned because that was ingrained in my brain that you know I'm exercising to feel good and so then when I got rid of the scales I just always like exercise to feel good. And then I just have kept, I've never fluctuated really sizes because I've just, I always know how I feel because I'm so, I'm so, mm. I've so tapped into how I feel and I know what to do to feel good. And I know what to do if I'm not feeling good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also remember being like, you know, in a totally different kind of weighing a totally different figure to lots of my friends and that set the tone for like always feeling like I was just a bit of a heavier person, which is stupid because other people will listen to this and be like, you know, just that's such shit bullshit. And I just want to point out as well, and I know that like other people will listen and be like, oh, I just can't, you know, I can't seem to lose weight. So this is really frustrating. That's the, like, these are no, you know, people will be feeling stuck that they that they're so set on losing weight but it's not happening and how do you how do you stop being set on that when it's not happening or oh far out I don't know even know I know what you mean I know no I know what you mean it's like well how do you lose weight then mm, yeah like it's not happening how do you lose weight and I think like I think we need to as like humans we need to try and find that kind of sweet spot where you're feeling good and learn about what it takes to feel good and try and implement those that lifestyle into your life constantly it's a journey you know like so I'm most of the time feel quite good about my body sometimes I don't sometimes when I like if we have SEX I and like I'm not feeling that great but sometimes but I know that that's not going to last forever you know and I think it's so important to try and teach yourself what you need to do to get to that sweet space in your Mm. head of feeling good about yourself Mm. I don't know what that looks like for you it might be different it's different to you it's different to me Mm. but once you kind of tap into like your cycle like get a get an app to track a tracking app if you if it's you know if it's a common occurrence and it's really bogging you down like do things to try and, and help yourself like I have this app called clue it's free I tap in when I'm getting my period. I know that I'm seven days away from getting my period. My boobs are a little bit sore. I know I'm not going to be feeling my ultimate best right now this week. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I remember as well being a certain weight and wanting to get to a weight that was about sort of four kilos less than what I was at the time. And I just back to the point of that guy saying to me, your body's meant to hover around a certain mark. And I just so firmly know that because when I was busting my balls to get down three or four kilos lower, like 
the quality in my life compared to being at let's the quality of my life compared to being four kilos heavier than that goal weight I had in my head is just incomparable is that the word incomparable yeah like yeah uh, like to the basically the sacrifice and the cost mentally and physically to be slightly less on the scales and pretty much by the way no one would notice that weight difference but the sacrifice on my mental and physical health and like everything was just so extreme so we can just go to such lengths and it actually makes you feel like shit it can make you feel like shit too Mm. I think there's so many factors eh? like so I know I'm just thinking like dress clothing you know oh (laughs) Jess and I there's this like bikini there's this um an outlet store down the road and there's like cheap bikinis because they're outlet and it's like you have to have a size large to fit you and it's like like we're quite small in comparison like not that large is a large but it's just so funny like if you have to if you buy a pair of jeans that are bigger than you normally get like Mm. don't worry do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like um yes I do yes I do and there's a few I've seen a few things on Instagram like people you know sort of body positive accounts talking about you're not designed to fit clothes like do you know what I mean you like no clothes like clothes sorry I bought this bikini online and it was an Adidas sporty one and I thought it was like sporty and I got a size like I'm normally a small and a top so there's like extra small sometimes I'm an I'm quite little around my shoulders and stuff mm. and I bought a small and I bought a medium bum it was so small for me like there's no way I could wear it no way well it's the case in point the surf shop it's it's the they're Roxy bikinis aren't they and I feel like I want to actually like write and complain because I buy a large and actually they're still small. Um, that's fucked up. <laughs> like, and that's that's fine by me that I buy a large. I don't care about it. But a few years ago, no, neither. I, a few years ago, I wouldn't have bought it because it would have messed with my psyche a bit, which is dumb, but it did. Um, but this still happens. And then even like you know, going into shops and. You know, you put on your normal size and you can't get it over your knees. And it's just that little things like that. And then the lighting in shops, everything, it just adds to it. Um, anyway, that's kind of off this, topic. It's not really this that is way. like, I know, but I kind of want to talk about this now because I feel like this is something that I, oh, this is almost like me <laughs> getting, so I find really hard. You know how sometimes we put on like, we put pictures up and our active wear and we're just wearing a bra and it looks like like I've got abs and stuff. And I do actually have abs and I never used to have abs. So that's really cool that I've got abs. But sometimes <laughs> in the month, I probably don't look like I've got abs. I'm not saying everybody has to ever have abs, but before when I didn't do Move It Mama, like when I wasn't working, when I was going to the gym and stuff, I did not have any visible abs. But the fact of the matter is our workouts actually are really good for muscle definition if you stick with it and you, you know, put it in your lifestyle. And I actually have sometimes I have abs sometimes Mm. I don't and I get really nervous because and I know that that's really normal because I've read up about that and watched um chats and stuff by professionals that some days your abs are quite visible and some days they're not and that for a woman that's quite normal because of hormones and bloating and things Mm -hmm. okay so I get nervous because of the nature of my business (laughs) move mama I get nervous if someone might see me at the beach and be like oh she doesn't look very good today and that's quite 
horrible feeling. Do you ever feel like that, Jess? Um, well, yeah. Well, yeah, kind of. I actually have this thought more so that I like go around a lot with like, you know, in my active wear half the time, like have I showered after a workout? Probably not. And um, was like barely any makeup on. But then I think, well, actually these people know me from my workouts where I basically never have makeup on and it's six in the Same. morning. So who cares? You know, I don't care about that because I know that, it's, that <laughs> yeah. I've never, I don't care about that. I care more that like maybe I've put up a picture that shows my abs quite well like I've Mm. I haven't you know and Mm. so I get nervous that if you actually saw me you might not think I look as good as I did in that picture Mm. which is actually I just need to get over that because whatever it's like it's hard hard isn't it Mm. yeah um yes it can uh what would your sort of um I mean, this person wasn't actually asking for advice. She was just wondering your thoughts and we've certainly discussed them. But like, how do you give advice? She said my thoughts. So she did mm. say, so So this is what I'm going to say to you, babe. You exercise regularly and you eat okay. What does okay mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're finding it hard. And it's, as you're getting older, you'll find it hard to keep the weight off. That's really normal. And there are so many factors for your issues that we can't answer I we have a great woman called Sarah Percy who's a dietitian and she's a movement mama and she I mean there's so many factors like you might not be able to you might not be eating enough food so you might be exercising too hard when you're due your period and that's causing your body to stress out and Mm. store fat so there's so many different factors to what's going on in your body that I don't know the answer to and neither does Jess so if you're really if you are really concerned about you know you're not feeling your best and you're trying hard to feel your best then I would seek professional advice to be honest Mm, there's like a fine line between what we speak about and how our approach isn't there because we are all for feeling exercising and eating based on how you feel and to make you, you feel good um then there is like this gray area of um, I exercise and I think I eat well, but I don't feel good and I need, I want to lose weight or something. And there's a difficult, but, but there's so many, uh, yeah. But the answer to that is like, there are so many factors and there are professionals out there that might be able to help. Um, Yeah. Like you might be missed, you might be high in, um, a certain hormone than the a higher and like progesterone or high like low is you know I don't know the science behind it because I'm not very good at retaining information but <laughs> at the baby expo we did last year we met a woman who specializes in like um, oils and hormones and she um, does the saliva testing and you can get your saliva tested to find out if you are low in a certain type of hormone and that mm. could be the answer you might need to um you know, look into it that way. Like it's very common because the reason why she got into this was she was a hard out exerciser and she ate really well, but she, she was uh, putting on weight Mm. and she was like, why? And there Mm. was an imbalance Mm. and that's, so she went down that track and she investigated Mm -hmm. and she found out. And then that's why she's now trained in this as a profession. Mm. So I think there's so many, what's the word? Um, denominators, common denominators. Yeah maybe (laughs) Um, yeah I just think that like yeah I think as we get older scales I I, I don't know as we 
I, I believe that scales aren't actually telling you it. Uh, um, accurate. One, no, they're one measure, and there are so many other um, factors involved, and so many variables to what actually ca- happens to the scale. Um, just the same as one shitty day of eating is not going to make you gain weight. Um, the same way that you know one good day of eating probably won't help you to lose weight um you know it's not going to just impact you like that even though it can kind of feel that way sometimes um Mm. one work like I remember weighing myself before and after a workout thinking that the scale will have gone down after a workout like it's just it's not going to happen um Mm. but I would ask this girl too like you know, I, I imagine it to be really infuriating if you say pre like pre children you were a certain weight and therefore she's weighing herself to try and get to this weight she was pre children and you just can't get there or something. I imagine like okay, maybe that's a bit disheartening or something, but also in that time your body's done so much, it continues mm. to move so much, it's it's aged, it's older, it's hormones are perhaps different a different hormone picture etc etc like there's so much um that's changed and is it necessary like what I'm trying to say is like is the way necessary like is this number in your head necessary Mm. or could you focus on other things that as least as what happened to Lise, she had scales, she got to a weight, it wasn't her pre-baby weight, which I just hate, uh, oh, I don't know, hate the expectation of getting to pre-baby weight, stupid, but it wasn't your pre-baby weight, but suddenly you'd managed to foster this relationship to exercise and to eating well, that allowed you to therefore love your body the way it was, even though it didn't represent what it did pre-babies on the scales. Yeah, and I think what happened to me is actually I was seeing muscles and um, definition in my body more than I'd ever felt pre-babies mm. or seen. So that was a really cool, positive thing for me. And I was like, this is all I care about. Like, look at me, I'm rocking this. And like, I don't, and that's when I thought weigh, um, weigh myself means nothing because hmm. mm. I can see that I'm looking great and I feel great as well. So yeah, it's it is really tricky to change your mindset and learn that you you will be fine without scales. Yeah, I do really believe, and I've said it so many times probably on this recording, that you can focus, shift focus elsewhere. Um, there's no denying that, like, I think as a woman or any person, a lot of people across any gender or non-gender um will always want to feel like they look good like that's a really natural human you know like it's human nature I'd say mm. um yeah so there's no denying that we we can't just not care about it most of us probably care about it to some degree but can we do things and strategize and like have different focuses that will better the relationship across the board you know with your body with exercise everything and I really think you can um yeah 
and it just would say think, there's so many sorry there's just so many things that can impact what you weigh on the scales you can lose two kilos but your body looks so different because of the exercise and the things you were doing you know you can change your body composition so much and just lose a kilo like it, it or not lose any weight and your body composition changes or your body changes through exercise and eating well you know you don't have to mm. um go to extremes or you don't have to like weight might not reflect things that accurately mm. i remember i think i've got quite a um I don't know what word to use, possibly positive body. I've always had quite a positive um, body image. Is that the right thing to say? Just because I remember working at the gym when I was 20 and they did a, um, I went and got one of those like fat tests or something. What's it called? Yeah. Um, And I, uh, and I was pretty like sweet. Like I I was, I can't remember what I looked like, (laughs) but I was um, just a younger version of what I am now with possibly less, I didn't have, I didn't love my, I didn't have arm muscles the way I do now. And I definitely didn't have any visible abdominals. I don't right now the way I'm sitting though, but that's because we're human. Mm. But what I want to say is I remember getting a, um, quite a high reading of body fat or something. Mm. And I remember being like, oh, but then I remember thinking like, oh, that was a load of crock yeah. <laughs> because like, because I'm actually great. sweet and I felt fine and I was mm. happy and mm. I had good relationships with people and I had a good I've always had a good relationship with food so I just kind of ignored it and thought mm. but then if I wasn't in that kind of if I didn't have that stable mindset that could have really put me into a spiral and down a spiral yeah I mean it's like the BMI measurement that's another measurement that's what it was yeah that's it that's oh what I mean. sorry and the BMI measurement um, you know, has will put people at obese that just have a high muscle mass. Like it's not also, I don't think, a great measure. Um, so I came out as overweight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like what a crock of shit. Um, but why was he doing that with me? Could he not see that I was healthy and like fit? Like, I mean, not no discredit to him. He's great. But why would they even do that? Like yeah. why do people do that test? Well, I, it's funny. I, a midwife that was a backup midwife at my Nina's birth, as Tor was talking about this yesterday, that if you are seen as overweight or is it overweight or obese on the BMI you can't really qualify for home birth because you're seen as high risk and you know how easy it is to fall into the overweight obese category like how what a joke um anyway that's a can of worms that's not my that is just so um that is so ridiculous hey okay so that was that was a big big load of chat um (laughs) Did mm. we kind of, I knew that we wouldn't be able to kind of like solve, get to a point of solving it, but that no. wasn't the point. No, just it was just discuss. a point of discussing that it's really normal to feel like this. It's really normal to feel shit sometimes. Think about what you can do to make yourself feel better. And if that's maybe not weighing yourself, then try and change your mindset to think about, let me just see how my clothes are feeling or how am I actually feeling right now? And use that more as a measure. Yeah. Um, and like, I would say as well, like, yeah, weekly, you know, it's like, um, I mean, I used to weigh myself every day when I went to the gym and was really obsessed with it. Um, and weighing yourself weekly, like, 
I mean, you can't be, this is society, like we've been brought up and raised like this and with diets like Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig where you weigh in fucking, I, I haven't sworn once, but it makes me absolutely irate how much they make people weigh in on these diet plans. And They still do that. Yes, they do. And like you eat the, well, I mean, to each their own. I know some people, I had a client in Sydney that Weight Watchers just worked for her as far as finding a happy place. But like mm. it worked for her. Um, but they do. And it just seems you just set yourself up for f- disappointment so often. As Sarah Percy says, a diet you don't fail a diet, a diet fails you. And I largely, for the most part, think that weighing yourself, not I'm not taking away that you might have weight loss associated goals and that's fine, not diminishing them or discrediting them, but like it just sometimes just absolutely do nothing positive for you. Mm. I think it's really important to think about your day, your day on a plate and your day and what that looks like. And if you can kind of, might be a bit of trial and error but try and think about what foods work for you that make you feel good what can you just how much your water makes headphones up to your phone because they're rustling a lot yeah oh mm. I haven't held them up the whole time I know but it's all right keep going <laughs> just thinking that a good place to start would be like right what foods make me feel good how much water do I need a day to make me feel good how much exercise do I need to make to reset and make me feel good and pop that into a timetable and pop that into your life and and then give yourself a week of each day doing what you need to do to get to that feeling good place by the time you go to bed at night repeat it and see how you go Mm. and if weighing yourself is a habit you've created every week or every day maybe me suggesting you know us suggesting ditch the scales entirely is too big a step at the moment so maybe instead of weekly could you try knocking that back to two or three weekly for a start and then say every two months you know and Mm. stretch that window out to realize that your weight probably hovers around a certain mark um or you know if you are on a weight loss journey that maybe it's gone down but you know not a lot can happen in a week, much to a lot of our disappointment. Not a lot can happen a week, in a week either way, lose or gain. Um, so could you, you know, could you start drawing out that window time-wise? Would that help? Like it's it's less often, a dis, it's fewer disappointments in a month if mm. you go from mm. once a week to say once every three weeks and then it becomes, yeah, you could you extend that window out to work your way towards ditching it completely? And realizing mm. after a year that you actually, you know, not not a lot is happening, and you're fine with it because mm. you feel great. You're mm. doing what Lisa said, and you feel good and confident, and you, you know, reaching your goals. I think it must be quite scary to take the scales away, eh? Because you're worried. As soon as you take the scales away, away, I might gain heaps of weight. But once you actually get into that sweet spot of knowing what you should be doing for your body. it it will become you will realize that actually the scales don't mean anything actually Mm. I I remember what sometimes I do sometimes I go to mums and I I mean I I don't even remember the last time I weighed myself but they've got scales and I've popped on the scales and it's always like five o'clock at night enough and I never I never wait like I I don't even know I think I I think the last time I weighed myself maybe I was like 68 Mm. but 
I was like, oh, well, I'm probably about like 65 or 66 if I do it on the peak, <laughs> on the right day of the month before I, after my big poo, before I eat breakfast, you know? Yeah. So I just think you've got to try and get to a positive place with the scales and the fact that they fluctuate like bloody crazy. And it's not a true representation of, well, I mean, you know, it's not the only representation. And, and, and then just, if you're feeling shit, change some things and do something mm. about it. Mm. And I think one point we've not touched on, which is a big, massive factor, is you're f- a, a lot more than what you weigh and it doesn't actually mean anything. No one actually cares. So just know that as well. No one gives mm-hmm. a shit what you weigh. Mm. Um, I would never not- meet someone and think what they would they weigh. I would uh, never. No, um, not at all. So... Where we I had I thought I had another what, point, but anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope that like I hope that that I don't know. I mean, it's not gonna solve your problems, but I hope it's given you some food for thought. And I hope that you realize you're not alone and that everybody has these problems and issues. And it's just how we deal with them and it's how we, you know, how we deal, how we grab them and how we tweak them to in, hi- in hindsight, try and live a happier life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just did a throat toot. Ooh, throat toot. Like a belt? Yeah, like a, no, like a, like oh, kind weird. of in oh, yeah, my yeah. throat. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to go back to that point that I just made because now I'm conscious, having talked about this for however long, that we've placed too much importance on your body weight. Um, but I know that it was the topic, but let this be known and let it be clear and reiterated that no one cares what you weigh and it's actually not that interesting and it's actually not that much of an important factor. You know what I mean, Lise? <laughs> yeah, I do. But what are you worried about? We, you think we've talked about too much about what? No, well, I mean, it's the nature of the conversation and it's and we're talking and discussing the question, but I don't want us to, I don't want this to seem like we're placing so much importance on what we weigh as individuals. It's not what we're doing. No. We're, yeah. Okay. We're trying to encourage to, to hone in on how we feel mm. instead of looking at the scales. Mm. And if you're not feeling good, change some habits. Mm. But if you are feeling good, great, keep going with them and know that all you need to do is every day try and try and feel good and like obviously you're going to have some days where you don't feel that great and that's really normal oh even things like you know when I am getting my period too I feel definitely way more sort of you know girthy around the stomach and stuff so I would just never go near my jeans I would be or maybe I'd go to like my baggy jeans or what it or you know lululemon my tights and stuff like I you know little Mm. things like that I wouldn't um yeah, you know, you do little things that um, fit, help you, not harm you. Yeah, like, but, you know, we just did that reel and it goes up. We kind of do this little shimmy and um, I'm quite girthy because I, I feel like I look quite girthy because I'm getting my period soon. You won't be able to know that. So, no. you know, no, it's all it's all stuff and bred in our own blimmin' brains and sometimes well, we're our own worst enemies. That's what I was just about to say. We are our own worst critics and... um. Oh, absolutely. There are just so many things that other people wouldn't even think of you, but you have overanalyzed everything about yourself and it's all that you can see. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just smile because, like, smile because you never know who's watching as well, you know? (laughs) Hey, I've got to go because it's nearly school pickup time. 
Have we got a sparkle spreader or are we run out of time? Oh, God. Do we still do those? Wow. Okay. Uh, I don't, but can I just tell you what I, I had a thought throughout that chat? Just I've got this shoe box and there's like my pink, um, I've got like two pairs of heels and both my pairs of heels are in there. And I was thinking they have not been danced in in a long time. And man, can COVID fuck off because I just want to like go and dance at night in a, in a bar. And you're real today and you said, you know, take me back to Sinbar. I was like, take me back to Sinbar. And I got this vision of me with you girls. So it was more your age, but I'd come out and I'd try and like be like the cool older one. Older one. <laughs> and I loved it because I'd just like see all your mates and I'd see all the young bucks. And I just thought I was real cool. <laughs> yeah, but you thought you were real hot too. I, um, yeah, that real, that that mix and mashup is so cool. Eh? I feel like I honestly don't know how I would ever go out like that again. But I could definitely. I'm getting my drinking stamina back too because I'm having like one wine a night. Um, but also, the <laughs> Move It Mama party was scheduled for next weekend, and what a shame that mm. that's not going ahead. But yeah, yeah. well, to yeah. anyone that cares, we'll have the new date soon. Um, my sparkle spreader just quickly was as food related again, but. Oh, our yeah. na- Georgie who does our nails was talking about this burger that a mate of hers made the husband swears by making these smashed burgers and it's not a new thing but smashed burgers I think is kind of like how all the American style burgers are and you you so just google and recipe smashed burgers but basically you put them on the pan and you do nothing to the mince. This is the savior for me. What do you my, mean? So my worst thing about making homemade burgers, I love a homemade burger so much, but I freaking hate having to dice onion, you dice garlic, parsley, yeah. like all these yeah, things yeah. that I add in to try and make yeah. it flavorsome. Yeah. Do nothing to the mince. You just make a ball. You do nothing to it. You don't put anything in it. You do nothing to it. You put it on a piping hot, and it does say a cast iron pan or something I don't have one I just did it on a normal pan that got super hot put it on and within the first I think it's it's either within the first 30 seconds or after the 30 seconds I can't remember you smash it so you get like a heavy fish slice thing and smash it and I smashed it with the fish slice but I also got the mortar from my mortar and pestle and I I'm like smash the mortar on top of the fish slice so it smashes the burger so it's super thin like this like I'm talking half a centimeter less than so it's almost like thin like a McDonald's like a one. like a big mac one yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and then the idea being that because it it, it gets a th- it gets a crust a flavoursome crust. You season oh salt and pepper. Days. It's only salt and pepper. It gets the crust <laughs> on the bottom. Before oh, you flip it and then you put a slice of cheese on the top and it melts. And then you mm-hmm. basically you have two patties in your burger because they're quite thin. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness me. What a revelation. What? So do you have on- onions in your burger and stuff or what do you do? I actually weirdly I don't really love a raw onion but I had a tiny little slither of raw red onion which is big for me at nighttime foul stank but we both had it and then what I did also do is often these smashed burger recipes come with a sauce recipe and this was an easy one so it was just mixing mayo with yellow mustard but a lot of them do like a biffle burger sauce so it will be like mayo, mustard, a bit of fish sauce, a bit of Worcester sauce, all sorts to make a burger sauce. Unbelievable. So did you do like lettuce and tomato and stuff? So it was simple. I just chopped up iceberg lettuce. I had a couple of slices of tomato, definitely about a whole gherkin sliced up, a slither of red onion, two patties with a slice of cheese melted in the middle. I feel like it would be like Big Mac. 
it was, was so it like good and it's changed <laughs> oh, my God, life I'm jealous. it's changed I my life it. because you don't do anything to the mints do you know what I think? Yes, I understand that. But do you know what I think I would love more about that? It's burgers that I make often repeat on me with the garlic and the cumin and the oregano. So I, like how cool that you don't have to have that repeating, repeat, 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 burp, belch, oh, you know? So I don't have the recipe. I'm not going to link it because you can just look up smashed burgers and find Mince. your own recipe. Um, Smashed beef burgers. And it's, oh, she's, I need, can I haven't I just, actually told her, but she's changed my life too. Who Who told you about it? Georgie oh can I just tell you that I think you were telling Dan about it and he obviously didn't understand what you were saying because he was like yeah they're doing an Aussie yeah and you were like yeah yeah but this is he he didn't know that was before I made them that I told him okay well I'm gonna make them I'm gonna get them in tonight we're having pork yeah yeah, we're having anyway. Okay, yeah. okay, gotta go. That was my sparkle spreader. Um, you're welcome. That was a real cool one. <laughs> real, real, um, talk like the food dolls, and yeah, you smash um, the mince, and yeah. you get a chipotle sauce and peppers. Okay. And then we're gonna put a slither right. of red onion. And then, just so you know, take everything that we've said today with a grain of salt, guys. Okay, with a grain of oh, salt. Oh, yeah, that's really true. Take yeah. everything you've said yeah. with a grain of salt, it and just not- beware of that. That weighing yourself can cause unnecessary pain that is not really that necessary. Okay, right. See you later. (laughs) Thanks for listening. It's not gospel. Okay, see ya. Yeah, bye. Bye.